Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Dang, 507 rolls around at the same time every week. It sure does. I'm sitting here just kind of like, wait a minute, that's us. What's going on? I'm glad we got a intro so we know when to talk. <laughs> exactly. Oh, by the way, you're live. Surprise. Good morning out there. Tony Sanders Outdoors is live. On your rodeo. How you doing, Robert? I'm doing really well. Doing real well. So you uh you have been a little under the weather. Yes. As a matter of fact, you have been on death's door and uh, but you have bounced back to come back and do radio. Yes, I, I have been I was rather ill, uh got really sick Saturday and Sunday. Uh Saturday evening was going downhill and Sunday was even worse. Um ended up um and I'll go ahead and violate my own. Uh, oh no, you don't have to. I'm not doing that. Oh, I, I was going to go ahead and violate my own. Uh, was it uh, HIPAA rules? And, no, and, and no, I'll I'll disclose. I uh, ended up getting um, prostatitis, uh, an inflammation of the prostate. See, I didn't want to go there. Well, I'll go there, but uh, <laughs> it's something that you know guys can get. So you know, be sure and get checked out by your doctor for that. But anyway, uh, causes chills, fever. <laughs> Uh, flu-like symptoms, aches, pains, and now they put me on an antibiotic, and I'm feeling so much better. And I was merciless, like, no, man, you got to get to, you got to go to Silverdale. I was at Silverdale, and I, I'll be honest, I was hurting. I was, I was really hurting. Uh, what, a, what a trooper! Well, I mean, you see, my my only issue is that I have no excuse. I could get, you know, tuberculosis, and I would come in. Why? Because you came in for like four weeks with pneumonia. <laughs> so nothing, everything I'll get is going to pale in comparison. <laughs> you know, I could get like, uh, you know, hey, I've got scurvy. Oh, I had pneumonia. Come on in. <laughs> I am not that heartless. No, I know you're not. But Well, I'm glad you are feeling better. Oh, I'm feeling but so But now I have better. to admit, when I called you on Thursday and kind of inquired if you were going to come in or not for the show. It was like, there was like no question. Of course I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. I mean, I was feeling a lot better. I was getting progressively better during the week. Took a couple of days off from work this week because of the infection, but uh, feel much, much better. Feel much more like my old self. Sweet. Emphasis on old. Sweet. So. We had a great time out at Silverdale. Two locations. Mm Mm-hmm. You were at the Udawa location, which was kind of an overflow deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was at the main campus on Bonnie Oaks, along with, I don't know, 2,000 of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Had a really good time. We had about uh, 275, probably 275, 300 out there uh, at the overflow campus. and uh, Somebody had good odds on winning a gun, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And uh, we gave away a gun out there, and I know you gave away one. Uh, gave away three. Three. Over gave away three. Awesome. But uh, thanks to uh, Tom Gavin, Dr. Gavin, for uh, helping me out at uh, the overflow campus. He was very, very helpful in helping sell tickets So for the friends of the NRA. So cool. Thank you, Dr. Gavin. 
Yeah, we. Um, that's one of my favorite events going to Silverdale, and we did uh, a pretty cool deal this time. It was three guns, all for one money. Uh, we had a Smith and Wesson three eighty bodyguard with a crimson trace laser. We had a Smith and Wesson MMP forty, and we had a Ruger nineteen eleven. Nice. And one person won them all. And the guy, when they call his name, uh, Buddy Marcotis, who who heads up the the wild game dinner over there. Looked up and goes, man, you need to stop and get a lottery ticket on the way home. No doubt. No so, doubt. Uh, but great. It was a great turnout. Jimmy Houston was a hoot. Mm-hmm. I got Kyle had, my son Kyle, had a fishing lure that he found at a yard sale uh, that's pretty old. One side has got uh, Bill Dance's name, and one side has Jimmy Houston's name. Very nice. So, uh, and I have to appreciate the fact that he actually took the hooks off for me when he gave it to me. But uh, uh, I got Jimmy Houston to sign the Jimmy Houston side. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bill Dance, who does a lot with the Tennessee Fish and Wildlife Commission. He does. I'm going to get him to sign the the Bill Dance side. And uh, that'll be kind of a cool little. And then frame it. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. That'd be awesome. It's pretty, and it's a big, I don't know. Um. Like stick bait? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hollow and, and, and clear. It's, it's really kind of unusual. Uh, it, it very much looks like a minnow. It's, when I say clear, it's it's not painted so you can't see through it. You could actually see through the whole thing. Mm. It's opaque. It's opaque. It's not. Okay. No, it's not opaque. That's not the word. Well, it's translucent. Translucent. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so, that's really cool, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, interesting thing. And normally, this time of the day, we would be talking about the Bassmaster Elite on Lake Chickamauga. Yes, we would. But no, we're not. Not this year. Not yet. They'll be back. I think in March. March, yeah. Uh, they had to postpone the Bassmaster Elite. They made the decision, was it on Monday that they called it? I think it was. Yes. Um that they're going to postpone it because the entire world under here here is underwater, pretty much. Uh, and the was a lot of water at the blast off site. A lot of the area was underwater. A lot of the parking up there is actually in a uh, a field, which would not be conducive to putting vehicles on top of. No. As you can tell by anybody that has pulled off into the median on the interstate, it is not exactly. Uh, firm. Uh, that would be a understatement at this point because I looked it up just in case you wanted to know. As of Friday, year so far, we've received 15.17 inches of rain. The departure is 8 inches and 8.05 over. So basically what I figured out is that we have received 29% of our annual rainfall now. Since January 1st, we've received 29% of our annual rainfall in less than a month and a half. So 2018 was the wettest year in on record. On record. 2019 was the second wettest, Correct. only slightly behind the first year. Correct. And we're already on pace in, the two, in 2020. Correct. 
This would be a good year to be like our buddy Beaver Man and in the, the lawn business. Only Three years in a row. Only problem is, though, that when it's like this, you can't get out and lawn. So if you're not working, you don't earn. That's the only issue. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like me when I used to work for the Department of the Interior and used to go fight forest fires. It's inherently wrong to wish that something catches on fire so you'll have something to do. That's true. Yeah, I mean that's you know, but if you don't if you don't go, you don't get paid. So, you know, but there's going to be some bad karma coming your way if you start thinking, you "Hey, I hope something catches on fire." That you didn't you didn't want something to catch on fire, did you? No, not really. Not really. Well, no. It it was just. I mean, I got paid if uh, when I was working the fire crews, I got paid if there was a fire, but I didn't get paid if there wasn't a fire. So I was kind of seasonal. Kind of like the guys that do landscaping. I mean, you can't mow right now unless you've got, you know, a trolling motor. Oh, and speaking of which, you'll laugh at me. I got pulled over Thursday. Pulled over what? I got pulled over on Amnicola Highway. By a police officer? No, by the Coast Guard. Apparently, I didn't have enough uh, PFDs in my car. (laughs) That's how much rain we've had. You've been waiting all week to do that, Jim. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Normally, folks, I have to hear that joke before you get to hear it. So that was this time when I got to hear it with you. <laughs> Send your cards and letters to Rob at Tony Sanders Outdoors. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So what what did the, the bass people say? Uh, due to high waters, flooding conditions, and a forecast calling for continued heavy rain in the region, BASS officials announced Monday that they will postpone the Bassmaster Elite at Chickamauga Lake, originally scheduled for later this week, being today. The second stop of the 2020 Bassmaster Elite Series is now scheduled out of Dayton uh, for March 19 through the 22nd. So they bumped it up. Uh, they say they have been in close communication with local authorities and their host in Tennessee about the current flooding and as well as forecast, said Bruce Aiken, BASS CEO. And after careful discussions, it was apparent that the best decision was to postpone the tournament and the festivities. It says that the National Weather Service is predicting widespread severe thunderstorms across Tennessee and much of the southeast on Wednesday, which we did have, with additional moderate river flooding over the next several days. They said extremely heavy rainfall and runoff is causing elevated river conditions across the Tennessee Valley. These are much higher than normal flows, and flow rates are coming from the dams, which can increase boating hazards, i.e. trees. Crap crap in the water. Debris, all kinds of stuff. And you don't want to hit a tree at 60 miles an hour in a boat? A floating log? No, you're going to lose your lower unit. Uh, according to law enforcement... That would be the only thing that... Yeah. If that, like that, that won't be the only thing you lose. According to law enforcement, much of the venue where the tournament was to be held is currently flooded and road closures in that area are expected. It was smart for Bass to postpone the tournament until the conditions are better, said Ray County Sheriff Mike Neal. The combination of parking issues and road closures would have made it unsafe for fans and everyone involved, especially if we get additional rain in the forecast, which they did. Uh, when the event kicks off in March, uh, the field will launch from Dayton boat dock with weigh-ins and the Bassmaster Outdoor Expo being held at Point Park. So, the, And that's going to be March 19 through 22nd. Good. So looking forward to that when they come back. Sorry y'all couldn't come this weekend. Uh, I went up, uh, went up to Dayton 
later and uh, later in the week, like Wednesday, and it was definitely flooded. Oh yeah. The uh, you could you could really tell how high the water was. A lot of water moving out of the dam. Uh, it's just now you know. Here's my thing: Is it going to be better in March? It all depends. Um, last year it was still flooded in March, mm-hmm. uh, and the year before that it was still flooded in March. But may, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some dry stuff. From what I've seen, we're going to get some more rain next week. And this is from the people at the weather service. So take this definitely with a grain of salt. Uh, they're calling for rain Tuesday of next week, Wednesday of next week, Sunday and Monday. So only four days of predicted rain. Oh, that's all. Out of seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to go pay a bill. When we come back, we'll get into some other outdoor news. And, of course, you can control where we go, too, by giving us a call. Well, last year we had a bumper crop. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sports' Warehouse is always supporting the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sports' Warehouse. Sports' Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors with you on this early, early, early Saturday morning. Not too far from turkey season. Not at all. I've been thinking about it. You know, a lot of our friends are up in Nashville at the National Wild Turkey Federation annual meeting that they have in Nashville every year. Mm-hmm. We're not there. Why are we not there? Because we're here broadcasting to the lovely people of Chattanooga and other listening areas in search your place here. Why don't we plan on broadcasting from the NWTF banquet or annual meeting next year? Just broadcast from there. Sounds good to me. I could do that. Go talk some turkey with some people. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think we could do that, don't you? Oh, yeah. I think so. With modern technology now, I'm sure we can. I think that would be fun. I'd like to. I, that's one what I've never been to. I would, I would not mind going to that one. I was um, looking at 
all of the uh, I got a lot of friends that are up there right now, uh, and uh, it's a, an official event for the Wildlife Commission. So there's a lot of commissioners up there and have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just never have gone. Hmm. Not for any reason other than I just never have. Hmm. I need to. So I think I will next year. Isn't it at the uh, Gaylord Opryland Hotel? Mm-hmm. Okay. So lot of stuff. Oh yeah, that's a big facility. I'm sure they've got. I'm sure they fill it up too. Uh, I've I've heard that it is, uh, it is not wanting for for things. It is lacking in space sometimes. Mm. I saw some pictures of people, and it does look kind of packed with all the people and the stuff. Matter of fact, our buddies at Sportsman's Warehouse are up there. Are they? Yep, they have a big double, triple, quadruple booth. Speaking of which. Uh, mm-hmm. we got notice. I know we, we're not getting to the calendar yet, but I do need to announce this. The Sportsman's Chili uh, Warehouse Cook-Off has been postponed. Po- Sportsman's Warehouse. Chili Cook-Off. No, I think he says Sportsman's Chili Warehouse Cook-Off. All right. The it's not cold. Cook-Off Chili Warehouse. They have heaters warehouse. in there. Do what? They have heaters. Okay. The Chili chili Cook-Off at Sportsman's Warehouse or the Cook-Off Chili Warehouse Sportsman's, however you want to say it, has been postponed. Uh a new date will be announced in the very near future, but uh, it was scheduled for the 22nd, so it will. It has been. They postponed. heard you were sick, so they were a little under the weather, so they wanted to give you a chance to heal up before you put that hot stuff in. I made I made soup last night for Deborah. I made her favorite soup that she loves. I made taco soup last night, and I was very disappointed. At uh, what? At the soup, I was very disappointed. I I followed the recipe like I normally do, and I always put in a couple of jalapenos and I, I always cut out what they call the bitter and take out all the seeds so it's not super hot. Well I put in some extra meat on this one um, and I think the extra meat it was very to me it was very bland and Deborah said oh this is this is great and I'm I just didn't, normally it's a lot you can taste the bite of the jalapeno in there but uh-huh. this one you couldn't even taste the jalapeno and I it, to me it was very bland but Deborah loved it so hey put that in the wind column but i made uh ended up with uh two three four four extra uh two pint so how did we, how did we go to talking about the nwtf bank or uh, annual meeting in nashville well i do def- chili to now your taco soup well the chili you said hot and i thought hot well i cooked last night so that was chili so that's how we got there but you said uh I, how we got to – you said Sportsman's was going to be at NWTF. And I said, oh, yeah, by the way, Sportsman's <laughs> chili cook-off is postponed. To me, it made sense, and I hope everybody listening can follow my train of logic because no. it was a logical train. I went from one to the other to the other to the other. Anyway. Anyway. Sportsman's Warehouse, now that they have a location in, in Murfreesboro as well, uh, has are making a, a big concerted effort there at – the NWTF, and actually later there last year, too, mm-hmm. before Murfreesboro opened. Well, now they only got to drive, what, 30 minutes up the road, so. Well, no, Tyler's up there, so he had to drive more than 30 minutes. Oh, I didn't know Tyler was up there. Well, yeah. good for him. So that uh, they're up there at the NWTF thing. Uh, you know, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. I do, too. I, that, again, like I said, that's one I've never been to. I wouldn't mind going to that one. I'd like to go to ICAST at some point, too. But, is it always in Florida? Yeah, it's always in Florida. It's always like in, I forget when it is, like January or something like that. But I'm always back in school at that time or something. But 
You need to get a job where it doesn't interfere with your outdoor life. Yeah, yeah. Me and everybody else probably listening to this radio show. Yeah, that <laughs> great advice. Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and retire. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> that whole you know, gotta have a income thing comes into play. Put your wife to work. Well, she is working. So, sort of. <laughs> She's working. All right. Well, I hope everybody's having fun up NWTF. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the local NWTF is coming up, what, in a couple of weeks? Yes. Three weeks? I, I, actually, it is coming up on th- the 7th. Is going to be the National Wild Turkey Cherokee Chapter Banquet. It's going to be at Chester Frost Park at the Roundhouse. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. It's a very, very good event. Uh, kids get in free, and I'm bringing Don Osi on to talk about the banquet. So we'll be you'll be hearing a lot more information about it uh, from Don. But normally, kids, everything's taken care of for the kids. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't free. It's it's this sounds like a, the the lecture I used to give my kids all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not free. Somebody's paying for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in this case, there are several area business people that step up and sponsor all the kids, mm-hmm. just like uh, Sportsman's is sponsoring all the kids at the DU event. Th- up to three hundred kids get a free um, uh, whatever their Green Wings membership. Yeah, for youth youth Ducks Unlimited membership. So. Speaking of which, you, just, you want to just go ahead and do the outdoor calendar since we've been talking about it? No. Okay. <laughs> you can if you want to. All right. Uh, today, out and about with Trout Unlimited is going to be out at Lake Junior starting at 9 a.m. So what are you all doing there? Uh, we're going to meet, greet. We've got some sodas and some water if anybody wants some. We might have some coffee. And uh, we'll be. I may be out there tying flies, and uh, we're going to meet. Say hello to people and give out some information on trout if they've got any questions. We've got okay. some trout identification cards. We got TU memberships if anybody wants to join TU. You got extra toboggans this year? Uh, no, but I'm going to be wearing my Christmas present. I can tell you that for <laughs> sure. My official Tony Sanders Outdoors toque. Um, so that's going to be today, starting at nine, going till noon. On the third, as I said, was the Cherokee Chapter banquet. On, seventh. I'm sorry. On the seventh, you are correct. Sorry, seventh of March. On the 14th of March is... Can you read your show, Pro? Apparently not. Uh, on the 14th of March, the DU Green Wing Youth Event is going to be at Covey Creek Farms. That's going to be at, starting about 11-ish. That's going to be a really big event for all the kids. And uh, on the 14th, the SEI Banquet is going to be at the Chattanooga Convention Center. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. Also on the 14th, the International Fly Fishing Film Tour will be at the Naked River Brewing Company. The doors open at 5 p.m. Tickets are $20. And then on the 21st, the New Salem Baptist Sportsman's Fish Fry in Saudi Daisy. Well, it's a $10 donation. Uh, starts at 5 p.m. Speaker is Randy Howell, and they could really use some fish. So if you have actually caught some in this high water and uh, you want to help out a good cause, please contact the New Salem Baptist uh, Church in Saudi Daisy. There you go. Very good. So what are you going to do the last Four minutes of the show today. I don't know. We'll figure out something. <laughs> All right. we, we can recap on the recap. So, All right. We're going to go pay a bill, and we'll come right back on Tony Sanders Outdoors. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, for your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. You need to head up the road, take the short drive, and go up to Dead Zero Shooting Park. Why? Because you can go shoot, and that's a lot of fun. You can shoot your pistol. You can shoot your rifle. You can shoot shotguns. In fact, they've got two sporting clay courses that are really, really great. They've also got pistol bays, 25-yard, 50-yard, however far you want to shoot your pistol. They've got steel. They've got rifle ranges. You need to sight in your rifle for 100 yards, head up to dead zero. You want 200 yards? No problem. 300? No problem. You want to sight in your rifle to 1,000 yards? You can do it at dead zero shooting park. You can do a 1,000-yard shot. And no, you don't have to traipse all the way down there and all the way back to see if you actually hit something. It comes to your electronic device, and it shows you exactly where you hit. So you can shoot 1,000 yards and sight in if you're going out west. You need to check them out at deadzeroshooting.com, deadzeroshooting.com, or you can give them a call at Tony Sanders Outdoors with you this Saturday morning. Enjoying the still cool weather. It's February. It's supposed to be cool. Mm -hmm. Needed the seat heater this morning. It was 25 when I came in. What was it last year at Out and About with Trout? I think it was in the like 20s and there was like a 40 to 45 mile an hour sustained wind because we ended up having to use a drift boat anchor to anchor down some of our uh, pop-ups and uh, we tied one side to a drift boat anchor and the other side to the bumper of a truck to keep it from blowing away <laughs> and uh, it, it was brutal last year it's going to be cool this morning but at least there at least there wasn't any wind when I came in this morning I can't say that there won't be any today but what was predicted was three to five miles an hour and I can deal with that rather than the 40 mile an hour sustain that we had last year so what will what will be happening out there what will you guys be doing out and about with trout today 
Well, mainly we're going to be educating people on uh, trout, you know, reminding them of limits and stuff like that. We're going to be, we've got some identification cards to show them the three different species uh, that if they decide to go someplace else and trout fish, uh, if they go to one of the local rivers, they can identify the trout that they catch if they catch a different species. Uh, we'll have some applications uh, for membership if you want to join Trout Unlimited, which is a great conservation organization. Does a lot. Uh, they give a lot of money to the TWRA for brook trout restoration, and um, we'll be out there meeting and greeting, gripping and grinning, and tying flies and telling lies. So tying flies and telling lies. Oh yeah. Well, that's just normal. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much a Saturday for us. So yeah. Well, good. No, looking forward to that. Looking forward to You should uh, be cooking some trout, too. Let people sample it. Well, I guess some guys could. I I catch and release. I mean, I can cook trout. It's just, you know, I'm not going to eat it. I don't like trout. (laughs) I really don't. I don't like the taste of trout. I don't know why. I'm really good at catching them. Have you tried it a bunch of different ways? Yes, I have. I've tried it poached. I've tried it grilled. I've tried it. Blackened was the only way I could eat it, and the only reason I could eat it that way is because there was so much spice on it I couldn't taste the fish. So sad. Well, I just don't. I, I don't like. I don't like salmon, and I don't like trout. I don't know why. I just, it, it's just not my speed. I, I will eat tilapia. You're the weirdest I, outdoor guy I know. I mean, you you're it's <laughs> you're a known fly tire, right? And tie these beautiful patterns for trout. But you don't like to eat trout. No. Uh, you like to be outdoors, but you're allergic to everything that's not inside. True. <laughs> it's just kind of humorous. It's just the irony of it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but you can fly fish for anything. And I understand. I, I know you know that. But, I mean, some of our listeners, you know, they think, oh, they automatically associate fly fishing with trout. Well, yeah, that's that's one of the major ways people do it. But, I mean, there's guys that fly fish for marlin. There's guys that fly fish for tuna, sharks, bass, brim, you name it. If it swims, you can catch it with a fly rod. I've caught catfish on a fly rod. Now, granted, that wasn't what I was going after, but I have. But um, I know guys who target carp. I mean, lots of guys do it. But I'm just not a fan of trout. I'll eat pretty much any fish in the ocean that swims, with the exception of salmon and trout. I mean, I will eat crappie. I've eaten my share, and I'm about to. I'm a, you, we're going to get calls on this one. I've eaten my share of bass, too. No. Yes, I have. I've Why eat, would you eat bass? Well, I was young, and that's what was on the table. So uh, I've eaten striper. I love striper. Uh, love tilapia. I'll eat any fish. I'm just not a fan of salmon. I don't know why. <laughs> and I mean, I'm good at catching them. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, normally I just you know, put them back. So can't really do that with with other other ventures that I've now gotten into, like uh, turkey hunting. Pretty much once you pull that trigger, there's no resuscitating that bird. I mean, he's, he, you know, there's no catch and release on that. But I, I would love to see somebody try to cook a, a salmon slash trout that you would enjoy. Well, now, I did make it for Deborah the a uh, couple of weeks ago. I made it with a heavy cream garlic sauce with uh shallots white wine heavy cream butter dill and it was really good and i poured that over and i had a little bite to make sure it was okay and i liked the sauce and it kind of overpowered the fish so i could probably eat it that way but uh I but pulled, why but why well i don't know it, it was a very it was a very good 
cream sauce over it, a garlic, buttery garlic dill. Good. And we're on to food at uh, <laughs> quarter till. <laughs> We've been on food for a while. Well, true, true. So what is your favorite kind of fish to eat? Redfish. Love redfish. Drum? Basically, yeah. <laughs> I love redfish. I uh, love speckled trout. Is it not drum? Yes, it is. Okay. It is, don't basically mean it's drum. Yeah, it's it's red drum. Yeah. As okay. opposed to black drum, which we have here. Right. Uh, love speckled trout. Uh, I like uh, grouper. Love crop. I love crappie. I love brim. I will eat the heck out of some brim. Uh, big shell crackers. You get those nice fillets off those. I'll eat the heck out of those too. Okay. Just not a. I don't know why it is. I'm just not a fan of saying. I think that's, it's a texture thing. But. Yeah, it's fun. Weird but fun. What'd you eat for dinner last night? Salmon. Okay. <laughs> it was good. How'd you cook it? Uh, I didn't. My wife did. Oh, okay. He was. In an oven with stuff on it. Okay. So secret recipe stuff. No, I don't. I no, I just don't know what it was. <laughs> it was good though. It was good. All right. It was good. So, all right. <laughs> let's get off of food. Okay. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I like this one. Since we're talking about fish. There was an angler in Vermont who uh, did all the work for the DNR up there because he posted something on Facebook that he should not have posted. Uh, in Highgate, Vermont, a Franklin County ice angler was charged Monday after harvesting and possessing a muskie, or muskellinge, caught in Lake Champlain. Vermont State Game Wardens received numerous tips that the individual had posted photos on a social media platform displaying the large muskie along with other fish he caught over the weekend. The ice angler was interviewed and told a game warden the fish and told a game warden the fish was caught through the ice on Lake Champlain, but despite not knowing what it is, he brought it home. The muskie was seized and the angler was fined for the violation. If you catch something and you don't know what it is, put it back. So why was he not supposed to keep the uh, because anglers may target and catch muskie in Vermont, but only on a catch and relief release basis. Harvest of the species is prohibited by the Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department, and they actively are working to restore populations of this native species to Lake Champlain. Uh, Department fisheries biologist Sean Good, who heads up the state's pike and muskie program, says the illegal harvest... Uh, of this and other muskie can harm restoration efforts. This muskie was 34 inches long, likely about seven years old, one of 7,500 fish stocked in the river in 2013 as five-inch fingerlings. Beating the odds, it managed to avoid being eaten by bass, bowfin, and other predators when it was young. It survived, and it grew and reached maturity. So in Vermont, you can't harvest muskie. Here's my problem. If you catch a fish and you can't identify it, put it back. Simple. First of all, you should know what's in the water as an angler. You need to go through and you need to read the regulations. You need to, and even in a lot of regulations, all, all the ones I've ever read through from other states have pictures of the fish. If it's long and it's got a whole bunch of extra fins on it and it looks like it's got chain on the side of it, put it back. I mean, how hard is that? 
it's just like somebody, this would be like me going out and saying, okay, we're going deer hunting. Oh, look at that big deer. Boom, I shot a deer. It was a 14 by 14. Sir, that was an elk. Oh, I didn't know. No, no, you need to know. You're a sportsman. You need. You got your license. You need to know the laws. You need to know the regulations. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I wonder, how, wonder what the final is. Because uh, I just was sitting there reading the story. Yeah. The muskie would have likely deposited 150,000 eggs this spring. Right. Most of those would have been eaten, but... Some would have, at 150,000 per muskie times how many ever are actually in breeding. That's some are going to survive. So they're they're really working hard to restore this species, and now you just took one out. I mean, it'd be like somebody down here catching a sturgeon in the Tennessee River. They've tried to repopulate our river sturgeon. They've got a great program uh, in cooperation with the Tennessee Aquarium of restocking sturgeon, and there have been a few caught by anglers, and they have very carefully caught them, documented them. Uh, if they were tagged, they reported that information and released them back into the water. You, if Just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean you can keep it. Fair enough. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Center's Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse provides outstanding gear and exceptional service to inspire your outdoor memories. Whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventure, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. You'll find name brand products at better prices. If you don't see a gun that you want at the store, which I find really hard to believe, go to sportsmans.com for over 8,000 additional guns to choose from. You can have them shipped directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. New at Sportsman's Warehouse is the Explore Awards card. Apply for this card and get five cents back on every dollar spent at Sportsman's Warehouse. Save up to $50 on your first purchase with this card. See the store for details. Be sure to like and follow Sportsman's Warehouse on Facebook for special events, promotions, and prizes. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning along with someone here that's all the time, the trout professor, who doesn't like trout. Maybe we need to change that moniker there. I mean, it, it's stuck, but I mean, it, yeah. it, it's a good one, but it, some, it's mostly accurate, but I can profess You like to your, catch them. You yes. just don't like to eat them. Right. It's okay. And that's fine. I mean, I paid my license fee just like anybody else, so... I want to let mine go. I'm going to let mine go, darn That's it. That's true. You can do that. You can do that. They'll be smarter and wiser. Why? Because they were fooled by the trout professor. <laughs> They'll grow up to be wily trout. <laughs> Did I tell you about my latest acquisition? No. <laughs> you brought another gun, didn't you? I did. <laughs> let me get it. First guess. Nailed it. <laughs> That wasn't hard. I bought a that. Are you sure I didn't tell you this last week? I bought a Remington eleven hundred. No, you didn't tell me that. Sixteen gauge. Oh, made. I, I'm trying to track down the actual year, but made sometime in the seventies. Hmm. Sixties to seventies. I don't know exactly. They they started making the sixteen gauge in sixty eight, I believe. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. 
And I'm going to actually do something I've never done. I'm going to actually restore this. It's in it's an okay shape. Okay. It's okay. It's not. It's it's well. It's in it's okay shape. It needs some work. It does need some work. Okay. So me and uh, a buddy of mine who is uh, a wizard with guns, he's going to help me. I told him I didn't want him to do it. He's done several restored guns for me. I told him I didn't want him to do it. I want him to show me how to do it. I want I want to okay. learn what he does and. And I'm pretty good with 1100s because that was the first gun I ever bought. Yeah, very um, So it's, but it's kind of interesting. Um, it's a heavy gun, very yeah. because they built the 16 gauge on the 12 gauge frame. Right. So it's very heavy. I'll tell you what, though, that would be an awesome, awesome pheasant gun when you go to mm-hmm. the Dakotas. It would be an awesome oh, yeah. quail gun around here. Yeah, I've I've gotten into, I've gotten into 16 gauge. I really have. Um, for whatever nostalgic reason, because it was the gun, only gun my dad ever hunted with was a 16 gauge. Uh, I don't know, but I have really gotten into it. And, um, and I actually want to get into some side by sides, some old side by sides. 16s. 16s. Yeah. I think I've bought my last non 16 gauge. Hmm. So that's, I may be wrong, but who knows? 1100 is a good gun. Yeah. All right. Uh, first hour is in the can. We appreciate you, and we'll be back here in just a few minutes on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you this Saturday morning. It's a busy time of the year with all the banquets and things. We had a great time out at uh, Bayside uh, two weeks ago, then Silverdale last week. Uh, I didn't eat at Bayside, but I did eat at Silverdale, and it was good. I ate at Silverdale, too, and it was it was really good. The gumbo was amazing. Yes, it was. The gumbo was great. Duck gumbo, but, boy, I mean... There wasn't a, there wasn't a grain of rice left on my plate after that. That gumbo was good. Definitely, definitely good stuff. All right, uh, wild outdoors. Let's talk about some lost hunters. Okay. Who said they knew their friends were looking for them? How did they know? How did they know? Because those are the kind of friends you go out hunting with. You know that. If not you go- people are going to leave your butt out there. Yeah, exactly. Where's Rob? I don't know. Ah, oh, screw it. Let's go. You know, we're gone. Two hunters spent uh, several days lost in the woods and were found safe, if not a little bit cold. Despite being stuck in a bad situation, the two say they trusted their friends would come looking for them. Chad Strain and Lee Peter went on a hunting trip in Utah on Saturday. According to the two men, their truck got stuck in a very snowy mess, leaving them stranded far in the woods. They say they were stuck in an area with no cell phone and were forced to hike around to search for service and or shelter. It was bad all around, said Peter. 
The truck was running out of gas, so we really couldn't keep the motor running to run the heater. While their friends and family sent out descriptions of the two men and searched the area, the two lost hunters said they found an old rock wall that provided enough shelter from the wind for them to be comfortable. They also found a source of water and were able to build a fire. We like to joke and joke around, and, and that's how we kept going, in a sense, he said. Well, no one likes us anyway. They're probably not coming. So they were kind of joking around. But that wasn't the case in any means, Strang told the news outlet. The two men say on Monday morning they hiked back to their truck. At this point, rescue crews were able to locate them and return both the men to their families. Unfortunately, despite their adventure, the two men did not. Now, this is, this is the press release. I'm reading this. I know better. Unfortunately, despite their adventure, the two men didn't catch any of the rabbits they initially set out to hunt. Catch them? I'm reading it. I'm catch them? Catch them. Oh, good Lord. You can tell that person was an outdoorsman. Not. <laughs> didn't catch them. They didn't catch the rabbits. Well, now, I, I, have, to, I have to say I've heard that before, and, and I'm going to throw my wife under the bus on this one. But she's known me as an angler for going on 20 some, 25 years. When I first started hunting with you, and I, she go, "Did y'all catch any deer?" I mean, shoot, you know, because she. Whenever I, I would go out, I mean, her, I can understand. This person, no, no, you need to. You don't catch rabbits. You harvest rabbits. You shoot rabbits. You. They did, didn't get any rabbits. They didn't get any. But. People would understand. You mean put a gun on them and shoot them? Exactly. <sighs> they didn't catch any rabbits. <laughs> I'd have been screaming at the TV. I think most everybody listening would also be screaming, and that's why I, that's why I had to preface that by saying that. So you know, unfortunately, a lot of times something this simple would end up bad. Oh, that could have gone re- south real quick with that much snow. I mean, but now, you know, you just gotta be prepared. Mm-hmm. I could understand if I hike out somewhere and something goes wrong. I could get myself in a mess because mm-hmm. you can only carry so much stuff. But if my truck is there, I got to have some shelter. I got to have stuff in my truck. If I'm going up in the mountains of like Utah, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a tent. I'm going to have several things in my truck, whether I need them or not, just to provide me something if something goes wrong. You know, mechanics, mechanical things break. Yes, they do. In 14 foot snow drifts, you sometimes drive off the road. Very possible. So I think i got to be a little more prepared. At least have a blanket or something. Something, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some really cool stuff out there that does not take a lot of space and weigh much that will help you stay warm. Uh, you know, some of those thin blanket things that are amazingly good. Oh, like the space blanket? Yeah. The aluminum foil blanket? Yeah, I mean, there's things that you can do, but I just, I don't know. I'd have to think I would be a little more prepared if I'm with my vehicle. Right. Well, even when you're not with your vehicle, what is normally in your, if you go out for deer or if you go out for deer, what's in your deer pack that you take with you when you go? Food and water. Okay. Uh, Knives. First aid kit. Um, Extra clothing, kind of. Mm Mm-hmm. Jackets, things like that, depending on the weather. Right. Um, 
something I can be pretty comfortable for a few days anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of the same way when I do it, but like when I go fishing, a lot of times I'll carry a small backpack, and then that I'm also carrying uh, extra clothes or extra layers if I need them. Always carry a first aid kit. Uh, knives, carry an extra knife in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, lighter. I always carry a lighter. I always carry a lighter in all of my gear. I carry a couple of lighters. I carry. Mm-hmm. I know, we haven't talked about it in a while. I always carry a Zippo. I got a bright orange Zippo mm-hmm. that uh, I used to use when I smoked, and when but uh, since I don't smoke anymore, it the thing I like about a Zippo is I can light it and set it down and start a fire with both hands. Whereas with a Bic or something like that, uh, you're gonna have to you got to hold the lighter and, and 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 so I just like having the extra hand, so I use a Zippo. Uh, and I carry the Zippo inside a plastic bag because one thing I discovered a long time ago, if your Zippo gets, like, submerged in water, it washes all the fluid out and is pretty useless. So, and I always carry a, um, uh, like, a, a Bic or a disposable lighter as well as a backup. Mm-hmm. Very lightweight, so. No, it makes, it makes perfect sense with the Zippo. And it's also wind, more wind-resistant than the... In theory. In theory than the Bic, but... Sure. Uh, no, I always carry a couple extra lighters in my, even in my fishing pack, I carry a few of those because there have been times when, you know, I've gone in deep and there was one time I remember got pretty wet and started a fire on the bank to mm-hmm. warm up. So, you know, these guys sounded like they were prepared to hunt, but no, they, they probably could have taken a few other things and thrown some stuff in there. I mean, if you had access to a vehicle, you should have brought a lot more. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't take much to be able to provide some basic needs. Heck, a tarp would have been great. Something. Yeah. I mean, again, not a lot. Uh, Rope. You just got to be a little more prepared than you can't. Now, and I'm not. I would. I don't do that if I'm. I'm. I'm going here. Okay. Because I'm not that far from civilization. But when you get out there, you're a long way from civilization. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, you don't have cell service. Uh, and here you don't have cell service a lot of places. I, You know, one thing that you asked me what's in my backpack. One thing I always carry is a, um, a walkie-talkie. Uh, well, the, the little, whatever they call them, the sports talkie, walkie. Yeah, thing. the handheld ones. Yeah, yeah the, the ones that cover the marine bands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because... If you get down in some of the ravines here in East Tennessee, your cell phone does you absolutely no good. Mm-mm. I carry a compass. I do too. I carry a GPS and a compass. I just carry a compass. Um, I carry the. Uh, uh, I carry the compass when the GPS doesn't work. When my cell phone doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking here online. Uh, Travis said, "File a float plan, just like you're going." In a boat. Mm-hmm. If you're not back at a certain time, call the authorities. There you go. My wife and I have an unwritten rule. When I when I do go fishing, I tell her when I expect to be off the water. But you know, again, that can be you know due to flow. If it's a if I'm floating a river and all this, she knows at a certain point if she hasn't heard from me, she's going to call the coast guard. So whenever we uh, 
get off the water, I always either text her or just let her know, hey, I'm a, it, literally there have been texts between us, I'm alive heading home. I mean, you know, just yeah. because of cell service, I'll get to somewhere and it's like, oh, I got one bar, I'm alive, send. Yeah. Uh, you know, something like that. But she knows it's at a certain point that if I'm not back, she's going to start getting a little worried. So. Well, I, I tell the kids in Hunter's safety class, you know, my wife's not going to find me unless it's in a mall. <laughs> <laughs> However, there's a map and the big area circled and I said, call somebody that can find me. <laughs> so... But anyway, it, it, again, no, no, it's, no, it's, no, yeah, yeah. And I'm the same way. Uh, I'll get, um, uh, you know, matter of fact, when we took uh, hunter fishing just the other day, and again, it's not that, I mean, we're sitting in a bass boat. We're pretty safe. However, things can go wrong. You can fall out. You can do things go wrong. Yeah. So, uh, I, same thing. We got um, uh, off the water, and Hunter and I were walking back to the, car to get the the truck to back down so Kyle could load the boat up and I just sent her a quick text said we're off the water and that's all I said mm-hmm. and that's all she needed she was fine yeah that's basically what I did too and I think uh you know it, I, I don't think say it's good. I'm alive well I, I'll say off the water I'm okay or you know I'm alive or you know just just something to let her know that that I haven't perished and that the Coast Guard needs to start dragging the particular water away from me Travis also continued saying, uh, don't go off plan either. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yep. Uh, and emergency signaling devices are cheap to invest in. Flares. Flares are cheap. I've yep. got a, I always carry a uh, whistle on always my carry leg. carry a whistle, yep. Um, which has come in handy on occasion. I've gotten the attention of a couple of anglers on the Hiawassee when I've fished that. I know, I watch the generation schedule real quick, and I'll walk, pick a rock, and when that rock goes underwater, I get out, and I always pick a rock close to the shore so I can tell how high the yeah. water's coming. When that rock goes underwater, I've gotten, you know, I know it's time yeah. to head out, and I've seen anglers stand there, and I'll blow my whistle, and, you know, they're looking at me. I can't, I, they can't hear me over the rushing water, but that, they can hear that whistle. Sure. And I'm like, hey, water's coming up. Might want to leave. That's Just a good. suggestion, but, you know. Going underwater is never good. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, unless you're scuba diving. Unless you're scuba diving. All right. Let's go. Take a break. You want to? Yeah. It's good to review safety every now and again, so hopefully somebody got something Thank out of that. Thank you, Travis. You said Travis was a angler? Uh, yes. Yes, Travis cool. is a, he's a high-wass angler, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll be right back. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. I'm on a first-name basis at the tackle shop. 
That would be me. Mm-hmm. First name basis at the gun shop. That's definitely true. It's like it's like walking into a sushi restaurant. You walk into Sportsman, it's like, hey, Norm, <laughs> Norm. There you go, Norm. Oh goodness, I have left a few dollars. I, you were showing me your gift card from points from Sportsman's. Yeah, I cashed in my uh, loyalty rewards. I mean, I mean, points does it take to get a reward? The only reason I ask is I've never cashed any in, so I've got. I'm not sure a what few. the math is on it, but uh, I've got uh, a $16.03 loyalty card, and I got several gift cards for Christmas because of the uh, Sports Warehouse opening in Murfreesboro. Yep. So I've got several of those that uh, I will be using in the very near future, probably to buy some fly-tying materials and some fly-tying accessories, such as I need some leaders and tippets. So. I've seen you shoot. You need to buy some ammo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know that that would help, though. I mean, practice helps. So don't get me wrong. Yeah, I understand that, but I don't know. This this may be a lost cause. That's why I was, that's why I always like leaning towards the judge because I could put a shotgun shell in there and be sure I hit something. Did I tell you I shot a judge the other day? First no, you, time ever. Kick, kick like a mule. Well, I was very surprised at two things. With the forty-five lone cult, it was very little kick at all. Really? Very little kick. I was surprised. Hmm. With the 410 shotgun shell, kick like a mule. Okay. Now, let me tell you, it did uh, It did some serious damage on the target. <laughs> it is a tremendous anti-carjacking vehicle gun or carjacking gun, I'm telling you, because it will, it will fly, fire you up. I'm sure but it would. It was. Uh, I always thought it was just me that didn't like shooting the 410 shotgun shells. No, there's a lot of kick there. There's more kick than you realize. Oh yeah. But I wouldn't want to shoot six rounds of those things out of that thing. I don't think you'd need six. I mean, I think no. probably one would. A 410 shotgun shell. If somebody's that close to you, carjacking you, I think you're going to need six. No. Uh, this was you're talking about Tom earlier. We, this was Tom's. Um, and uh, so we took it to the range and, and shot, and um, he had it he had it loaded with number threes, I think. Ouch! That's gonna leave a mark. It left a nice patterned hole at ten yards. Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. <laughs> I may have to I may have to break down and get one. Yeah, <laughs> another one to add to the arsenal. Huh? Yeah, but now the four ten part, really, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the forty five long call really did not. I'm really surprised by that. I was too. Hmm. Um, it was, and I don't know that I've ever shot a forty-five long call. To be honest with you, hmm. it was kind of interesting, and it was not anything like I was expecting from a kick. Nothing like I was expecting. Hmm. I mean, I had in my head it was. It seemed less than like a thirty-eight. I mean, it really did. I was just shocked. Really? Yeah. Now, it could have, I mean, the gun's not exactly lightweight either, so it could have been a combination of all that. But I was just, I was very surprised. Hmm. And it was pretty accurate. It, again, 10 feet. 10 yards, I mean. No, 10 feet. 10 no, feet? No, 10 yards. 10 yards. 10 yards. So 30 feet. Still, at 30 feet, 
number th- you said number three lower number, number three turkey four tens yeah. yeah that's that's gonna that's gonna do some damage if it if if it came to it but which is you know what I wanted but. yeah might be a good bear gun loaded with forty five long colt I don't know I'm kind of equating the the lack of recoil with the lack of oomph coming out of the front end. I don't know. Mm. And and I have nothing to compare it to. Now, 45 long colts, what cowboys used to wear, carry, right? Right. Those are bigger guns. I just was shocked. I just, I guess, I'm, again, I'm not, uh, I am not an expert on everything. I'm not an expert on most things. This just surprised me. Maybe it's because of the heavy. You said it was heavy. Maybe that's why the, the forty-five long colt. Well, maybe isn't as bad. And I, I've discovered they make the judge in two different. They make it in 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 a, in a full metal, and they also make a polymer version. Mm-hmm. I imagine a polymer version in a four ten would eat you up. Uh yeah. Because the 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 metal version definitely ate you up. Uh, it was not something that I just am going to go to the range and shoot. No, but it's kind of a, I mean, worst case scenario, one and done. That's kind of a good good thing. No, I, I don't, I, again, don't disagree with that at all. I just, I was shocked. I mean, certain things shocked me. And uh, as our buddy, you know, Corky likes to say, I'm just going to tell you like it is. And I was surprised. Huh. And maybe that surprise was because of ignorance or maybe that surprise was because of whatever. But I was surprised at the range with that gun. So now you may be looking for one. I could see the advantages of it. I think it's an odd gun. I would agree with that. Um, it's it's kind of big. I would agree with that, too. Uh, but I can see the place for it. It would be a, in my mind, it would be a great... Um, I think it would be a great trail gun. I would probably, I think it had five shots. I think I would probably load three forty-five long Colts and two um, 410 shotgun shells. And, and, and we're, Tom and I were having a discussion, and I said, well, if I'm in a situation where I'm pulling it out for protection... I'm going to be shooting at a distance, I would hope, the first two or three shots. Uh, I would hope that there's still a distance. I say and then long. as the threat gets closer um, and, and, and your tension and, and all that becomes greater than the last couple of shots, st- sticking a lot of lead down range without having to, quote, aim no, that makes a lot of sense. I saw where you were going with yeah. that. Makes that makes really good sense. That's know? probably how I would. That's probably how I would carry it. But I could I could see it being a. I mean, like a hiking gun or a fishing gun or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming they make buckshot for 410. I don't know. Uh, it may not be. And if they do, is it? Is it just got three or four balls in it and probably have to be stacked in, would have to be stacked in. Uh, um, they didn't make it, see? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how many pellets are in that. There's nine 
in in what is it double on there's nine 30 caliber round balls in 12 gauge buckshot so there probably can't be but three or four in that or two or three i mean i'm looking at a slug now they make a 410 slug too that that would be devastating yeah, but you're still aiming that. Yeah, yeah. And right. as punishing as that was, I, there you go, right there. Four. One, two, three, four. Yep. Four. So that would probably be what I would load up with. Mm-hmm. So. Makes sense. Be good, be might be a good bear gun. I mean, that might be something I need to think about. Because I mean, right now my choices are nine millimeter and thirty eight, which are about the same size, and probably just gonna. And um, upset the bear. Where I, you you can find the polymer, uh, the polymer judges and things like that, for four hundred dollars ish. It's not terrible. Uh, I bought this one. I bought at Compass, and then Tom bought it for me. Oh, okay. Uh, he was trying to buy one. I was trying to buy one. He missed his, and I got mine. And then I ended up selling it to him because I actually was buying it for somebody else. Um, to see if they, so they had said if I ever find one to let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, when they didn't want it, yeah, I don't want somebody to say, oh, he's buying a, it. No, it wasn't a, it was not a, what do you call that? Straw purchase. It was not a straw purchase. Um, it was somebody that can buy a gun. They just, I happened to be the where it was. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work out. So I turned around and sold it, uh, to Tom. And after I shot it, I wish I'd kept it. <laughs> Well, maybe you'll find another one at Compass coming up in there. When's their uh, gun auction? March. March? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders, Outdoors. The good Lord only knows all the stories it can tell. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. You need to head up the road, take the short drive, and go up to Dead Zero Shooting Park. Why? Because you can go shoot, and that's a lot of fun. You can shoot your pistol. You can shoot your rifle. You can shoot shotguns. In fact, they've got two sporting clay courses that are really, really great. They've also got pistol bays, 25-yard, 50-yard, however far you want to shoot your pistol. 
They've got steel. They've got rifle ranges. You need to sight in your rifle for 100 yards, head up to dead zero. You want 200 yards, no problem. 300, no problem. You want to sight in your rifle to 1,000 yards, you can do it at dead zero shooting park. You can do a 1,000-yard shot. And no, you don't have to traipse all the way down there and all the way back to see if you actually hit something. It comes to your electronic device, and it shows you exactly where you hit. So you can shoot a 1,000 yards and sight in if you're going out west. You need to check them out at deadzeroshooting.com, deadzeroshooting.com, or you can give them a call at 423-800-7758. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. And just for you, Robert. Yes, sir. Diggers is what you can think of when you can't think of backhoe. <laughs> Diggers. Okay. Quick, call the big digger thing and the mover. Get the mover, too. Hey, you know what? This is live radio. Sometimes words just escape skip us. us. Yes. Yes. Digger. Fre- frequently do did they you escape know, Did you know what digger was? I, I was thinking like a shovel. That would be a digger, wouldn't it? Yeah. Remember when we did the food plots and the soil testing? Yeah. Who was the digger? I was the digger. That's true. Rob, go dig. I'm the digger. <laughs> okay. How many holes it looked like a how many holes did I pull from that? There was a lot. About thirty five or forty. Yeah, I know. It looked like a gopher had been through there. Why? Because you had a good digger, that's why. Uh, <laughs> hey Tom, how are you? Tony the Tiger, Rob the Shark. We've been talking about you this morning. Did you hear us? Hey, Doc. Well, I, I dig the two of you. That's why I called in, man. All right. <laughs> awesome. Did, you, did got... you hear us talking about you, Tom? No, no, no. I, what were you saying? Well, boy? we Rob gave you kudos for helping out at the Friends of NRA last Saturday night. Um, oh, well, said you were thanks, you were very beneficial to, to helping the cause. And then I talked about you and I going to shoot in your... Uh, um, judge, and how yeah, yeah. I was surprised at the forty-five, how little kick there was to that, and how much kick there was to the uh, uh, four ten. So, yeah, man, you have yeah, been man. a topic of discussion this morning. Thanks, thanks. Well, here comes the judge, man. Just yeah. kind of loaded <laughs> bear. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Lo- loaded for Jersey bear, boy. Yeah, Tom sent me an article last night. Uh, there was a. 700-and-something-pound bear killed in New Jersey with a bow and arrow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right, black bear, right. Black bear. Yeah, so, yeah black bear. I couldn't couldn't believe it, couldn't believe it. And that's and that's not the record. Somebody shot one a couple of years ago with a, with, a, uh, with a rifle, and it was like 829 pounds. That's a big bear. That is a big bear. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not kidding. I don't know that the judge would do very <laughs> I just wanted. I just wanted to... You know, if, if if that's the case, Tom, I'm probably going to shoot you so I can outrun you and just leave you for the bear. The heck with trying to shoot the bear. <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. That's kind of like the cheetah joke where the two cheetahs are sitting underneath the tree and one of them is putting on sneakers and the other one says, what are you doing? And he says, well, I'm, I'm kind of getting ready for the hunt. And he says, hey, man, you only have to go for the slowest one in the herd. Let's <laughs> take off the sneakers. There you go. That's a good point. Thank you, man. You, you guys, you, you guys have a great day. Thanks. Great show, man. Great Thanks, show. Tom. I appreciate Thanks. it. Bye. See you. Bye. Hey, Mark. 
Hey, good morning, gentlemen. A um, couple questions. One, last week when y'all were advertising the boat show, you part of you mentioned about getting your boater's operating license. Um, I was unaware that you had to have an actual TWRA boating license. Yes. That fact or... I mean, I know the boat's got to be registered, but you got to have a boater safety course. The, if you were born after January first, nineteen eighty-nine. Okay. So, if you were born before eighty-nine, uh, which my son was born January thirteenth, nineteen eighty-nine, he so hates that. I hated that law until he got his his <laughs> certificate, because I would not let him drive the boat until he got it. So that was kind of my way of forcing him. Um, but, yeah, anybody born after January 1st, 1989 uh, has to have a boater safety course. Okay. I, I I don't have a boat at this time, but I know a lot of people that do, and I just want to get it on the air because I was unaware, you know, when, when y'all said it. I'm like, well, that's something new. Yeah. So, actually, right. it's, In it's, kayaks, they don't have to be registered, correct? They do not. They do not. Uh, but is, you do you is do there a boater have... safety with that also? Does that include that? No, I think it is only operating boats with motors. Yes, it is. Uh, if you're born, a Tennessee resident born after July, check that, January 1st, 1989, and operating a boat with more than an 8.5 horsepower engine, you need certification. Okay. And in, I, tell you, I tell you, Mark, where the big, the big hole in that is, is there's a lot of kids out there on those jet skis that do not have the the course and uh, they are included because they're absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yes sir uh but as right. far as a kayak no you do not have uh we do not have registration of kayaks in tennessee at this time uh nor do we uh do, do you fall under that you know the boater safety course but you do have and, and i see this violated all the time you do have to follow the maritime laws as far as lights and things like that and flotation. Yeah, if you're out, of, out at before or after dark. Yeah, correct. Uh, when I when I went down with TWRA during River Bend a few years ago, that was the biggest thing that they did was send kayakers to the shore because as it was getting dark, they didn't have lights. And they, okay. They just well, and that only makes sense. I mean, sure. it's just common sense. It is. It is. Thank you, gentlemen. Oh, thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Great question and. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I forgot when they passed that. That it's been around a while. Oh yeah, and if you need more information, you can go to the. I, I found all that information by going to the front page of the TWRA uh, Wildlife Resources Agency, and there's a big tab you can click on that says Boating Safety. It's got a picture of a boat. There's two. There's two groups that do teach the courses, and there's there's not many courses taught. So this is something you got to be very cautious of. Don't get caught by surprise right twra teaches one but i don't know how many they teach in this area the, the only one i know of is the one that's taught at the uh, boat show every year uh the other one is the um coast guard auxiliary here in chattanooga they do an awesome job teaching the uh the boater safety course uh you can log on and it also has where do i find the location of these classes uh from the twra so if you want to look into a class near you if you're listening kind of out of the area you can go to their website and you can follow that link and find out where a class is if you need the boating license. And the one thing I'll say as we're as we're heading into the final break, uh, it's an awesome course. I took it with my son, 
who was, like I said, he missed the deadline by like um, 13 days or 12 days. Mm-hmm. I took it with him. I learned a heck of a lot. I talked to Richard Sims about the same thing, and he talked about how much you learn in those courses. So. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Everywhere you look was a sweet persimmon. Big around as a Florida lemon was a white-tailed grocery store all over the land. Ladies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Sports' Warehouse is always supporting the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway, because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, Whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up. Another award-winning show. At least that's what I'm going to call it. Sounds good to me. All right. We're going to do calendar time. Today. We have a a lot of crap going on. There is a lot going on. Today is the Out and About with Trout Unlimited out at Lake Junior. That starts at 9 a.m. and goes till noon. Come out and meet members of the local and other Trout Unlimited members. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people from the Hiawassee chapter are going to be joining us. It'll be great to see everybody there. Are you going to go fishing? Uh, some of the guys may be going fishing. Okay. I'm going to tie some flies. Are you going to go fishing? No, I'm going to be busy tying flies. Okay. Uh, notice to everybody, the Sportsman's Warehouse Chili Cook-Off was postponed. A uh, date of rescheduling will be announced as soon as we have that, but that will has been postponed. Okay. On the 7th of March, the National Wild Turkey Federation Cherokee Chapter is having their banquet at Chester Frost Park at the Roundhouse. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. That's a great event, especially for kids. So if you got a little one, head on out to that. And again, that's on the 7th of March. On the 14th of March, get ready to write down on your calendar, everybody. <laughs> 14th of March, Ducks Unlimited Green Wing Youth Event out at Covey Creek Farms starts at 11 o'clock-ish. A great event for kids again. Also on the 14th. Sportsman's Warehouse, huge sponsor there. They are a huge sponsor. And they're they're big in these others, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. Matter of fact, everything we've mentioned so far has got Sportsman's name on it. Also on the 14th that evening, uh, you can go to the SCI Banquet at the Chattanooga Convention Center. The doors there open up at 530 or you can go to the International Fly Fishing Film Tour at Naked River Brewing Company. Doors open at 5 there. Tickets are $20 to get into that event. 
And then on March 21st, the new Salem Baptist Sportsman's Fish Fry out in Saudi Daisy. $10 to get in the door. Starts at 5 p.m. The speaker is going to be Randy Howell. And if you happen to have some fish or have caught some fish recently, the New Salem Baptist Church could sure use a little bit of help trying to feed all the wonderful people. So there is your calendar. Cool. A lot going on, especially on the 14th. 14th of March will be a busy day. Uh, you just said as we were going to break, we're going to have to divide and conquer on that day. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be out at DU. Uh, we're bringing yep. a drift boat because that was a, parent, a big hit with the kids. Uh, they like to crawling all over the drift boat and they can't do much damage so you know hey um and i'll probably be at the fly fishing film tour but i'm making a donation to the sci banquet so i'm going to be participating in all three at least so there you go i'll be definitely at the du thing and and more than likely the sci thing and i would like to go to the fly fishing film tour thing so i don't know what all i'm gonna do <laughs> a lot on that date well we're in our last minute mm. Wow. Went quick. It did. The show went really fast this week. And we appreciate always our listeners. It keeps us on the air by supporting our sponsors. Hey, I got a big shout-out, too, to um, Sportsman's. Was at both Silverdale and Bayside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Compass went to both. And they were giving away a gun, too. They, they had a – this is kind of their foray into the – Wild game dinners and stuff. It was really pretty cool. So appreciate them. Appreciate Sportsman's. All of our sponsors. Thank you so much. Tony Sanders Outdoors. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.